Welcome to Pitcast, a podcast brought to you by the Pinnington Society and powered by Pragma Lawyers. Today we've got a guest who doesn't practice in the law strictly, uh, but is one of Pinnington's favourite. Let's start off. Kate Offer, who are you? Well, I think you just said that. I'm Kate Offer. (laughs) (laughs) No, who am I? Oh, um, well, I am a senior lecturer at the law school at UWA. And I am also a board member of the Teachers Registration Board and chair of the disciplinary committee at the Teachers Registration Board. Nice. And we're going to go through today how you got to where you are today. Mm -hmm. Um, You've had a wonderful and varied path to get there. I have, yes. Um, And really, today's podcast is all about what jobs are out there for people who don't want to live the six-minute life. Yes, well, I think I've done most of them. <laughs> yeah, because I don't like the six-minute six life. Not a fan. No, no, no. You, you, you're possibly in the silent majority, yeah. I think some would call that. Um, so you started out at law school, yes. as nearly all of us do. Yes, Which law school was it? I was at UWA. In my day, Nick, in my day, there was only one law school. Uh, so Kids I like went... me wouldn't have got through. <laughs> That's right. In my day, you had to be... No, that um, I probably wouldn't get through now. <laughs> um, there was one law school, so there really wasn't a question as to which law school you would go to. I started... Well, I mean, there were lots of other universities. I didn't go to university thinking I would definitely do law. It was one of my thoughts that I'm maybe... Um, but I actually went to UWA um, in my day. In my day, Nick, we didn't go straight into law school uh, you did one year in another faculty and then you applied to get into law school and you did a four-year... Well, you did a three-year Bachelor of Jurisprudence and then you did a one-year postgraduate, which was actually the LLB. There's a... How times have changed, uh, Haven't eh? they changed? Um, and so I went to UWA because I love that Morton Bay fig <laughs> near Winthrop Hall. <laughs> love it. A beautiful... I just I just always wanted to go to UWA because it's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I was interested in studying sort of, um, you know, history and politics, which was my... I actually finished off my undergraduate degree after I finished my LLB in history and politics. And that's... I love that. So I really wanted to go there and do an arts degree. And then um, at the end of first year, because if, if you were in first year arts, everyone assumed you were doing it to try and get into law. Um, and I was resolute saying, no, I'm doing it to do arts. And then I thought, ah, I'll apply to law, see what happens. Got in. The rest, as they say, is mm. history. Well, you like did, my degree. You, uh, my, well, my history degree. Anyway, that's history. Boom, boom. I shouldn't. Yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't talk over a pun. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather you didn't. <laughs> and then you finished your degree. I did. And became a judge's associate. Yes. So that was my first year out. Um, so you're obviously intelligent. Well, I. <laughs> I wish I could think of something funny to say there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hi, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. No. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Um, uh, maybe I just interview well. I don't know. But in any event, uh, I was offered a role as associate with His Honour Justice Geoffrey Kennedy of the Supreme Court. Lovely man, former Chancellor of UWA. Um, and yes, so I went to the Royal... Uh, I went to... I spent a month in the Supreme Court um, and then he became chairman of the Royal Commission into Commercial Activities of Government, the WA Inc. Royal Commission. And so I went with him and was his associate at the Royal Commission. So that was pretty, I mean, that was a pretty great year. Bit of fun. Yeah, yeah, it was actually to be 
front and center of that whole thing. I actually really enjoyed that. And so that was a, a year. Um, yeah, then I went to, accounted for six months of my articles. It was a year appointment and then I completed my articles. You don't do articles anymore. We don't. We in don't my we, day. We pay money. Yeah, no, articles was free. Yeah, no, bonus. Now, yeah, now we, yeah. yeah. Um, but let's go to that moment then. Yes. When you're a judge associate, you seem to have been loving it. Yes. So in at that time, are you thinking the law is for me? I am going to be here forever. I, I do like what I'm doing. Or are you still sort of eyes wide open, see what's around? Uh, the, yeah, that's a really good question. I Look, I to be honest with you, I'm not a planner by nature. And I tend to just be led where I'm my instinct kind of takes me. So I, I honestly, I can't remember, but I, I don't remember ever really having something mapped out as to what I wanted. I knew commercial corporate law was not my bag. Um, from Just from clerkships I'd done. But yet at the time I remember thinking, oh, actually I'm sort of not answering your question, but... but <laughs> Feel free not to. Okay. No, look, I don't remember having a plan at all. And I just remember thinking, first step, just to see what would happen. Yep. My articles, my, my second year was sort of locked in. I knew that I was going to go to cause um, after my, uh, my associateship finished, yep. So I knew that, um, and when I say commercial law, actually, it was, it was more the big firm. Cause at the time was quite a mid-sized firm, actually. Mm. Not, the, not the top tier big firm that it is today? No. No, it, it, I think it is pretty big now, yeah. isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. And so then you're at Cause, mm -hmm. um, yep. without bringing the firm name into it. But, but was that a good time? you just said it, so it's Cause. <laughs> cause, but Cause, was, Cause, was, Cause, Cause. Was that a good time in terms of what you learned, who you're with, yeah. how well, much fun you were having? Yes, and, and I always feel a bit bad when I sort of bag out commercial private practice because I actually really liked working there because there were actually some really nice people who um, who were there. And I, I feel like I learned uh, Michael Barker was uh, there, and, and, well, now the Honourable Michael Barker, just retired from the federal court. Um, Ian Cochran, um, who I think went on to, uh, I think, Mallison's and um, I'm not sure. And then and, um, Her Honour Carmel McClure was actually also a part of it. So there were some pretty... Still a lot. Yeah, and, and um, it had a really nice... The culture of the firm was actually really... Almost collegiate? Almost collegiate, yeah, no, but it was. And so, but I remember thinking it was... But it was the work, to be honest with you. It yep. was the commercial work was just... Okay. Bit mundane. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was like, oh, okay, um, and I just thought, oh no, not for me. And I, I, I had always wanted to do. Um, I just felt like I wanted to do real law, and I guess for me, and look for a lot of people, that is real. That is the stuff that that excites them. It didn't excite me, and um, I then was sort of looking for community legal centre type roles. Well, I spent a lot of time kind of thinking. Oh, what can I what can I do? But and I was thinking about you know ALS or or and I I'd, I'd actually turned down articles at Legal Aid because um, everyone said oh don't do articles at Legal Aid you'll never get a job in a commercial law firm it's like oh it turns out I didn't want a job in a commercial <laughs> law firm so I probably should have actually started at Legal Aid in the first place because I ended up then going into a community legal centre role and. So in that moment, uh, I'm, I'm interested in these moments of transition yeah. and, and how you're feeling then and sort of 
how you map out where you go next. So yeah. it, in that moment where you realise cause probably isn't for you over the long term, yeah. or big law really isn't for you, yeah. how long was that for you in terms of that sort of mindset? And then how did you ultimately decide that the youth legal service was for you? And, and how did you get there? Oh, well, look, and I think in life, I think it's easy to look back at what you've done and see a pattern. And there is a pattern that emerges, but it may not be apparent at the time. And I think all you can do going forward is actually, again, I am a big, and I've said this already, but I am a big believer in instinct because I think instinct is actually a shortcut for a whole heap of decisions that you might not necessarily need to articulate. articulate. So if you can hone into that feeling. So I think it was it was more a, just a discomfort, feeling that I didn't fit in, that the work just didn't excite me or didn't yeah. mean anything to me. Um, and I was thinking, I rem- actually, I remember thinking, oh, I just kind of want to know what happens if someone loses their driver's licence or, you know, that sort of everyday yeah. problems rather than that sort of more abstract problems of, oh, I want to, you know, someone should go bankrupt, that, that kind of stuff. It's like I just felt like I wanted to know real life law. And so it was that very much that feeling. And again, as I sort of said, I was starting to think, well, where could I go? Um, And I just, I can't actually remember how the youth legal service job became known to me. Someone either might have alerted me to it or um, I saw it in the newspaper. The newspaper? The hard copy newspaper, as one did in my day. Um, And I just thought, oh, okay, yes, that's, that sounds like just the ticket. Um, a lot of people, I think, are put off because it's not great pay. Um, but I'm I, I, it's either fortunate or unfortunate, depending on how you look at it. I have not ever really been motivated by money. I, I wish I could be sometimes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because it's, you know, it's, you know. Holidays in France are Holidays nice. in France are great. <laughs> so, um but it, it's not that that's not enough to keep me interested in something that I'm actually not interested in. So um, sadly, I've had to <laughs> had to accept that. Um, and yeah, so um, so then I, I went to youth legal service. I was there for a few years. Yep. Um, doing real law, doing real law, doing trials in the children's court, um, pleas in mitigation and being in court almost every day. And I really enjoyed I really enjoyed that, yeah. And so you're there for a couple of years? Yeah, I think it was two years. Um, and then, or three, I, I can't remember. But I, two or three, um, or maybe, or maybe it was two and a half. Let's just settle on two and a half. It was a significant <laughs> period of time because I'd been uh, at the court for a year, at cause for a year, you know, so it was quite quick. Yep. And the thing is, when I make a decision, actually, I, I do... Act upon well, it yeah, look, I mean, the associateship was a year contract and then I obviously wanted to finish my articles. But towards the end of that year, when I thought, no, you know what, this isn't really what I want to do with my life. Um, I would hate the cause to think I was because that was actually a really quite a nice experience. I thought, oh, maybe I could go somewhere where they do more everyday law. Yeah. I went there. It was job came up. And so I got to do um, quite a bit of court work there, which I, yeah, I really enjoyed. So a couple of years there. Yes. And then you're off again? Uh, Yeah, off again. Kate off again. (laughs) Um, Yes, because actually, um, and I feel like this should be the name of a sequel to Legally Blonde, it got legally boring 
Um, sorry, <laughs> that's not very funny. Uh, that one kills in class, though. But... <laughs> I imagine it does. I've been doing some of her best gear yeah. on the pod. Yeah. Oh, you should see me when I get to offer an acceptance. Am I right? Uh, sorry, everyone. You let this out, won't you? This is such shit. This is, this is all being left in. Oh, really? You'll have to bleep out. I just used a curse word. Not that a curse in Kate's class, I would have thought. Unless you're Kate. <laughs> and it's not being recorded. So, you're, so, so, so we're, at the stage, we're at the stage where you've, you've kind of... Oh, it's a bit it boring. Got and, boring. And yeah. you're coming go, oh, into... here we go. Breaking because um, because I wasn't youth legal service was a bit of a not an overflow. We had some fairly serious offences, but um, the, the really serious ones would go to legal aid. Yep. And so um, the people you didn't want to join. <laughs> what an idiot! <laughs> um, that would have been great. Um, hashtag regret. Do, and do you look back on that with regret? Like, is there look, some sort of sense of well, loss? look regrets? I've had a few. But then again, too few to mention. No, She's just quoting lyrics. <laughs> I don't actually... No, I don't regret it. I don't... Yeah. I, because I, I think you learn... I don't want to sound all like a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> but I go, you know what? You learn the lessons you're meant to learn. Yeah. And, and, I, uh, and I think the fact that I... Well, you know what? I think you can learn a good lesson from that is that I listened to people who were advising themselves and not me. They said, don't go to legal aid. You'll never get a job in a commercial law firm. And I listened to that. And in actual fact, I went to a commercial law firm and thought, you know what, this is not for me. But then maybe it was good that I, I think it was important that I had that experience because. You knew. Then I know that, look, that's not how I want to practice law or live my life, you know. And I must admit when, so I finished at Youth Legal Service. Um, yeah, because I was doing very similar sort of offences. It was break and enters. It was um, oh, you know, burglaries as it is now, but. I was doing the same types of things. And after a couple of years, I thought, okay, where would I go from here? And I thought, okay, well, I could sort of graduate to more serious crime or I could um, go to the bar. Um, my, oh, I think we were married. No, we weren't married, but my now husband, then boyfriend, uh, who shall remain nameless, but his initials are Tom Offer. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll put a link to his uh, yeah, page like, in the, the show notes. Yes, and he was at the bar, and I just thought, no, you know what? I so I so I got a sort of a, a good look at what being at the bar was like, and I thought, you know what? I don't know if that's for me either. And to be honest with you, at that I had always hankered after a job in a university. I I love universities are cool places, and I had always loved being at university and and when I was at youth legal service I had actually was had finished I'd gone back part-time to finish off my arts degree so I was at youth legal service and I was also finishing off my doing history units and politics units to get my BA and at that point I thought I don't want to go to the bar and I'm not sure I want to go to a criminal law firm and just do graduate to more serious crimes um and then I just thought, you know, the one thing I'd always wanted to do was I remember when I was in my first year at uni and I had gone past um, an academics office and um, she had sort of like a book line study and a rug on the floor and chairs and she was, I was looking for somewhere and she was talking to either a colleague or a student, I don't know, and they were talking about like big ideas and stuff and I thought, and I just remember kind of thinking, how do you get to do that like I, I didn't even have the language to know how you got from a first year undergraduate to 
that role because I'm actually the first in my family to go to university. So I didn't have that sort of... Um, Nepotism to help you out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I didn't kind of know how to, what, what pathway would even get you somewhere like that. So it just seemed... But I'm, I've always remembered that, just thinking, imagine getting to do that. And so... And when I was doing my arts degree or finishing off my arts degree, I had actually started um, an honours year in history. And then I was thinking... I'll go on and do a PhD and there are masses of jobs for people with history of PhDs. Not. Um, You know, but I just thought, well, that's the thing that I know I really want to do. And I just love being around universities there. I find, I mean, for, I mean, look, every workplace has its downside um, and they're large bureaucracies, but, but universities are unique workplaces in the sense that you, there is amazing stuff happening all around you because there's, you know, like people are inventing stuff and people are thinking things and um, there's an eagerness in the air in a university and it's a pretty sweet environment, you know. There's interesting people there and who would, I don't know, and and so... So how, so how do you get there? Because that, that's the interesting yeah. part for me. So you, you're at, you, you decide that sort of the community legal service, yeah. you're on the rat wheel, so to speak, in mm-hmm. terms of you've learnt, I imagine, everything there is to learn. Yeah, for that particular role, yeah. Yes. And then it's like, okay, well, and it wasn't even so much where do I go, it was more about what's the next step because you don't want to get stale. I think you always want yeah. to be learning and, and, and not evolving, that sounds so... But it's... Can't but you think do a better word. Yeah. You do want to keep evolving and learning yeah. and 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 growing, um, and yeah. So then you work oh. in house. Yes. While. Well, at Aisway, yeah, but that wasn't sort of linear. So I'm on campus. Yep. Um, they can't kick you off. They can't kick me off They're because I'm to. enrolled. No, no. Well, doing my arts degree and also um, still at Youth Legal Service, and then I'd also gone to um, Fremantle Community Legal Centre in a part-time role there, and I was um, then sort of gearing up to do. Uh, no, no, it wasn't part-time actually. Um, anyway, this is all doesn't matter. Um, so I had a stint at Fremantle Legal Centre as well, and I was um, uh, and then finishing off that working at that year and I was on campus a lot and I happened to bump into one uh, Celia Hammond don't know if you've ever heard of her <laughs> yes member for Curtin yes yes, yes. and my um, previous cha- vice chancellor vice chancellor at Notre Dame uh, and my year at law school and she had actually she was actually tutoring at UWA and I bumped into her and we were just having a chat I hadn't seen her for a while and she said oh if you're on campus um, we're always looking for tutors to do tutoring in law and I was like oh okay I'm a smart individual I hey, can teach well I, no I'm not it, no well it was <laughs> it was the business law minor for commerce graduates and I thought oh well I mean that's no <laughs> no no but I thought oh that could be that could be fun yeah that sounds yeah. like a nice thing to do while I'm on campus and I, she was looking for someone and I happened to be free and so I ended up doing just um some hours and to be honest with you I just thought oh this is great and then I started thinking from a pragmatic point, pragmatic, see how I dropped the sponsor's, the sponsor's name in there, well, you're right, yeah. you're welcome, Aaron. Yeah. Um, from a pragmatic point of view, I remember thinking, oh, well, hang on, so there seems to be quite a lot of work in the law school. I have a law degree, you know what I mean? And I, I, I seem to, um, I like teaching and I think when you like something, you're going to be 
good at it, I think. So yeah. um, so I seemed to fit quite naturally into it. And then I got just, it just kept building from there. Um, and then I was offered a, a contract, offer, offered a contract. Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you see what I did? Boom, boom. This is so funny. It's like Conan O'Brien. It's almost like it's that. It's almost like that, it's except it's like not that. anywhere it's, it's like possibly, it. It's possibly... Yeah. I think it's the talent you're working with. I think it is. It's yeah, probably true. That, that's probably where the issue is. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm, interest, I'm so interested in how we get to this in-house role. Because, oh, okay, right. Because, yes. because as I see the career, it's you, you've done the associateship. Yeah. You've done the sort of mid-tier big big law firm. You've yeah. obviously done another law firm that's going to remain nameless. It's a little bit small law. You've done the legal centre. Yeah. You, you've done in-house. Yeah, actually. And we'll eventually get to you now career academic. Yes. And I don't know where else you could possibly have gone besides no. possibly politics. Well, I mean, the, the other thing I should point out too, and because I think you'll get to this when you talk about family and career. So um, so then I started sort of, I got a, c- a contract to work at UWA and it yep. was sort of a, a, a one-year contract. And that, so it kind of evolved from there. And then, but enter babies. Mm. And so for a long time, I was part, very part-time. I was sort of heaving out live humans uh, from my body and full-on human beings. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've never heard it described as heaving out. But... Well, that's what it felt like because they were all large one People. now is a rugby union player. And Correct. He is a young man who is rather large. Rather large. Not quite that large at the moment of birth, but still hefty. <laughs> hefty. And, uh, I'm glad he'll be. I'm sure he'll be glad. Oh, to I'm know sure he'll be thrilled to know he's being just dis- yeah. Um, and so yes, so uh, uh, producing human beings yes. obviously takes time and effort. Takes I, I time and effort. As the kids got older, I also so the the in house role was also um, doing that in conjunction with bit of part-time at uni so I was very part-time for a long time and then as my youngest went to primary school I started doing a little bit of in-house again that was also very part-time um so I was sort of doing that yeah a little bit here a little bit there but still kind of yeah the main hat was there were three mother hats in there mum hats going where do I have to be when yeah 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 and that's lovely I love that um but the in-house role was great. But look again, that in-house role was something that just popped up. And I go, I suppose if there's a theme, I, I think that's where we're talking about planning. I'm not a planner because I'm actually a big believer in sometimes you, you make contacts, you talk to people, you work with people, and then a lot of opportunities just simply arise. Naturally. Because someone thinks, ah, you know who would be a good fit for that role? Why don't you ask this person or that person? Yeah. Um, and I think... Um, as I said, the, me starting teaching was, you know, a conversation with a, a former co- you know, co- friend and colleague from, from uni. Yep. And then I think the, uh, the AISWA in-house role was because, again, someone I had worked with knew the head of AISWA because they had been the principal at their daughter's school or something like that, knew I was interested in education law because I'd st- started a unit in the education faculty Oh, okay. Hey, why don't you ask Kate Offer? She might be. And there it was. So, and just it's probably opportune time. As the first person to go to uni in Mm. your family, how Mm -hmm. did you find making these connections? Did it come naturally to you? Did you sort of have a concerted effort that I've got to make connections so that later in my life I can utilize them? Yeah, no. To be, I'll be honest with you. It's only as I've gotten older that I've realised I'm just a chatter. I don't know if you've noticed. I don't know whether anyone would have noticed. No, that I don't know if anyone's. I 
just lo- I'm so interested in people. Yes. <laughs> you saw me. I made friends with a four-year-old outside. Eliza. Hi, Eliza. I hope you're listening. She was adorable. <laughs> Kate um, beat me here by a minute and in that minute managed to make friends. Made a friend. <laughs> to be fair, I think Eliza was, you know. Easy bait. She was, yeah, come on. <laughs> so then you ultimately, the, the two big themes are. Oh, first in family. How, I want oh, to get no. to is, is the family side and the uni okay. side. Okay, so with connections, do you know what? Um, if I can quote someone I'm married to who shall remain nameless, but it's Tom. He said, you are the most natural networker I've ever met. Mm. Um, and, and, and I think it's because I don't network. And I think if someone said networking, I'd go, ew, that's gross. <laughs> because I think there's something gross about the thought of using people yes. to get ahead. Transactional. Yeah, sort of that's yucky. I mean, yeah. I'm not a fan of that. I just genuinely find people interesting. And I like talking to people and I'm a friendly gal. <laughs> and I think that's probably the networking. In action. In, yeah, because it's, and I think a lot of my, the great opportunities I've had, and again, so then I'm on the teacher's registration board now, which is a position I love. That came about because the phone rang and it was my former boss at Aswa who had suggested me as someone who, might be interested in, and good in that role. And so, again, that's the, the result of networking, but I would... Didn't do it forcefully I didn't do, no, or and planned I, or... No, and I think actually just being good at your job is also yes. your prime networker, enjoying what you're doing and being putting... I mean, doing the best you can and being putting everything you can into it and being sort of honouring the position, if you, if you know what I mean. Yep. Oh, that sounds awfully like I've been listening to Oprah, which I have... So, yeah, you're your own networker if you're good at what you do, yeah. I think. Yeah, but then actually, having said that, I love putting people together. Yeah. Um, and I think that, because I think that's a lovely way of opportunities coming up for people if someone says, oh, do you know anyone who'd be wanting to do this? And I think, oh, actually, you know who'd be good? So, so paying it back as well, because I think I've benefited from that. And I suppose we're in a relatively small city yeah. of only 2 million people, but it does feel smaller than that a lot of the time. So... You know, being kind, treating people well, not being a jerk. Is, won't, won't hurt. N- no, it never hurts. So I, so I don't think networking has to be something that's slimy. I think it's just actually also being a nice, friendly person. Yeah. And then, yeah. so you, you, you kind of transition through roles by being a kind, lovely and chattable person. And <laughs> then you... I'd, probably, I don't know. I hope, I like to think I'm good at my job, but... <laughs> oh, that, that, that should be added in, I guess, at some point. And then... I guess two things that, frankly, I know you for is one, being a mother, and yes. the other one is being an academic and a lecturer. Yes. And there's a lot to, un- not, I'm not going to use the word unpack, there's oh, a lot to yeah. get through. Yep, solutionise a, a paradigm shift, yeah. In terms Go, of your yeah. lecturing and, yeah. and, and what you've done and mm-hmm. where you are now, because it's yep. a very interesting role yep. in and of itself. Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess as a general start, how do you manage it? How do you manage the being a parent to yep. three children? And also then um, trying to advance the career through becoming a lecturer. Look, I mean, university life is a very flexible life. That's a huge advantage when you're a parent. And I've also been... Look, and I, look, there's an element of privilege in this too, is that I have a husband who is a high-earning individual and it's I can be part-time. So I had that... So I was very part-time when my children were little and was in a, a, the very fortunate position of being able to sort of not pick and choose, but actually... Um, Say no when you I could, to. Yeah, I could actually focus primarily on my children. and I, But I had enough... I, I used to sort of do sort of two kind of days, nine till two, which was what I felt comfortable with. 
because I always call it, I call it parenting by nausea because I'd miss them before. It's like, oh, I just want to see my babies. Because um, I really enjoy being a parent, I really do, and and I just um, uh, in, wanted to be a, to be doing it. And again, everyone's different in that in that sort of way. But for me, and just in terms of how I was built, yeah, and and that's a very lucky position to be in that you can that you can do that. So that assists with balance, of course. Now, obviously, by being part time, I'm making a decision about progression. But uh, to be honest with you, again not massively motivated by money. I mean, I like to eat and I like a, I like a roof over my head. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I'm not like a, it's... It doesn't have to be the big boat and that really, holidays every year. No. Oh, holidays, not every holiday. Yeah, not, not every, oh, not every I mean, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. But so, so there's an inherent balance in there. There's a trade-off. Yep. There is absolutely a trade-off. Um, but you know what? For me, that was a trade-off I was happy to make. Yep. Um, and what's interesting is that um, so I'm to the lady who's listening who thought I was your fiance, even though you are in fact half my age, Nick. Yes. No. Um, I, in fact, I am not his lovely fiance. I'm old enough to be his mother. But thank you for saying that. You'll never. No one will ever hear the end of that. No, they won't. Will they, no. Mr. Snuggle Pie? No, they no, won't. They certainly no. won't. But no. So I'm 52 this year. Yeah. And I feel like, so my youngest is now in year 11, um, you know, so I'm still kind of wanting to make sure he has the same kind of parental attention. And I have to say, too, it's not just me, obviously. I have a, a co-parent who is a very involved co-parent, Tom, <laughs> just in case anyone's going like, wait, just hang on. Just to really spell There's it, a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. T-O-M. But I still feel I've got actually quite a lot of time to do things. And, and I've got time... And a lot more that that is opening up. My older two are at university, very independent now, and and so I have time to do other things. And and again, I'm not motivated by labels like we were talking about earlier. I don't mind if I'm not a professor yet, and I don't mind if I'm not a whatever. No, no, I want to be interested in what I'm doing, and I want to enjoy what I'm doing. I feel like maybe more opportunities will come up in this, that maybe there'll be a second phase of my career. I don't know, but I'm open to what might come. So I've got thoughts about, well, that looks interesting. Well, that might be interesting. But at the moment, I'm actually really happy where I am. Um, I mean, the thing is, I love, I love the work I do at the TRB and I love exercising my legal brain by chairing the disciplinary hearings and you know, that, that's new What's well, last few years, three or four years I've been doing that, or probably longer actually, five years now. I love using the legal way of thinking because you're not really doing that when you're teaching. I mean, you're researching and writing as well, but it's diff- It's a different skill set. Yeah. Um, and so maybe I'll do more of that. I don't know, but um, I'd love to because I love that so much. And I find then that's a really great way of using the knowledge I have that I've built up over many years of teaching about the intricacies of particular subjects. And I think like what evidence, for example, which I teach and I think, oh, you know, to see how that plays out in in reality is really interesting. Anyway, we'll but we'll see, you know, I feel like I've got like years to play with. And I'm sure you do mm. because it, apparently I'm only 25. You're only 25 hey, and you got, you got plenty of I've time. I've just got married. And exactly. <laughs> the, the world is ahead of you. No, so we, what we haven't really discussed is the elephant in the room, which is lecturing. Yes. You, you're, it, where we kind of left that was you were part-time yes. doing that in sort of a tutoring role. Yes. And then you're doing other things part-time. But then how do you yeah. get from a part-time tutor, which I think a number of people do, yes. to then becoming a lecturer kind yeah. of full-time, which people 
yes. less people do. Yeah, that's true. And I think in some ways it was a bit of luck. It yep. was being in the right place at the right time when an opportunity opened up. I think things are different in universities now. That was, of course, in sort of 1996. Was that before you were born? I was there for three years. Okay. Yeah, I've been around, yeah. Yeah, but, but universities have changed a lot in the last 20, 25 years. Um, so, for example, I have a master's, um, and that's what I started doing when I was t- I started teaching and I started doing a master's because that's actually what I was advised to do. They're like, I'll just do a master's. No one in law has a PhD. Well, of course, now that's not true. Entry level is PhD. And so I think my timing was very good. Um, is that I happened to be there. I was doing a master's. So I switched from my history post-grad, the, or the plan, I should say, to do a history post-grad, and then switched to doing a master's in law because I thought, well, there's opportunities here and blah, blah, blah. I'm not sure now. Well, look, I'm actually thinking of a few people are around at uni. And again, I, d- I can't speak to about other law schools, um, although, of course, I did teach at Notre Dame for two years. Just to get a solid grounding, I Solid. Well, you know, I mean, what's UW? No. <laughs> it was lo- it's a lovely law school, I must say. It is. There's a, real, there's a lot to recommend Notre Dame. It is a... a and the coffee at the... More and more. More and more. More and more, yeah. Yeah, there's a few oh, more there they used now. to have that balsamic salad, rocket salad with yeah. the chorizo. And, yeah. and I'm vegetarian now, so yeah, that wouldn't... Yeah, I don't eat pork, so... No, nah, yeah. so... Um, wouldn't do it now. But no, I wouldn't back, do it now. Back it in now. the day, back in the day. Always evolving. Always evolving, weren't we? Or aren't <laughs> we still? So so, we'll, so you were you were part-time tutoring? Yep. You, you then uh, oh, yeah, someone just, must transition into lecturing. Yes, it just becomes oh a contract and then another contract and then oh an ongoing. Con- you know what I mean? It's yeah. that's just and just from being there and as I said, I I hope I like to think doing a good job and yes. sort of being yeah. So oh a bit of lecturing and yeah. So I was I think I was very lucky with that first contract. Um, Skill and ability played its role. Oh look, who? Well yes, but I think in terms I mean in terms of timing. Yeah. Do that still happen? I'm not sure. I guess so. But then most people now will go. I guess the difference now is that most people, instead of doing a master's, they would then go, okay, well, I better start a PhD part-time. So, yes, it does happen. But I think traditionally now most people will start a PhD and then do it. Um, So, yeah. So I'm interested in the part of why you went to Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What that was really all about and then coming back again yes so in terms of the time frame are you at uwa for five years three oh, years one year? i had been i um no so from 96 i think it was like 12 years um and then i went to notre dame i was there 2009 2010 and you thought you better get out before i start before nick i i've heard i heard rumors yeah that um a very tall young man was starting and they said, get out while you can. Yeah, it was going to be a menace. Yeah. Um, so I just, I, I just dropped everything. I didn't even pack up my office. I just... You ran. I, yeah. I, I went Straight down Turning down Highway. Yeah, no. yeah, in 2010. I think I yeah. saw you leave. Yeah. yeah. No, you would have heard my brakes screeching. Yes. I did a big burnout right by the Esplanade. That's what I've known you yeah. for. Lecturing yeah, and being into your car yeah. and burnouts. Yeah. Get, what well, what was the stimulus to go there and, and what were you doing there that was kind of drew you to it? Again, I'd always thought it looked like a lovely law school. Yeah. Um, I'd been at UWA forever in the sense that that was where I studied and even got married at UWA, for heaven's sake. You're one of those ones. I'm one of those ones, yeah. 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 Um, We got married in the sunken gardens, so like, oh, gosh, show some imagination, would you? Yeah. Uh, I had sort of four or five years in the profession, but then 
was but but even before that I was no but not really because I was back doing my finishing off my arts degree so not really and I do but I you know it's funny after all this time I still look at it and go oh god this place is beautiful (laughs) I haven't lost the love no it's still a beautiful and when that tree lost its branch I was was gonna get to that because yeah I feel there's an emotional and physiological reaction traumatic but before we get there so Notre Dame so you've been there for 12 years which been at UWA for 12 years and by that stage my uh, William my youngest was starting school and I thought ah okay so I have a bit more time during the day to to maybe look further afield because as I said at that stage when they were all young it was just more about doing something I enjoyed, but my primary focus was... Kids. Yeah. I just... They're so fun. They really are. They're great. I love... I love them. They sound good. No, not just my kids. I mean, I love kids in general. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. So I, so I really actually like that role as a parent, you know. Um, I mean, they can be annoying. Don't get me wrong. It's not all. You know what I mean? Say, like, I'm just reflecting hello. on yeah, four kids in my family. I would have thought we're just complete menace. Yeah, no, but it's 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 a fa- anyway. Uh, yeah. So William had started school, and then I thought, you know what? It's probably time now for a change. Yep. Um, might be good to just Celia Hammond. Oh, she is a theme, isn't she? Theme. She. Draw, we'll draw the end dot. Yeah, end, I wonder I'm what maybe I'll, I maybe I just seem to sort of follow Celia. Celia had just become the, the vice chancellor. Yeah, I thought well she'll do a good job. So, do, do you know what I mean? I, yeah, for sure. It'll be confidence a, in the person. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I thought, um, and then an op- again, an opportunity came up. And I'd always thought if I went anywhere else, I'd probably go to Notre Dame. I liked. I remember interview because I was on the brief editorial committee, and we interviewed um, people when it was setting up. And I remember looking just seeing those beautiful rooms before they were done up and thinking what a gorgeous place for a university um and I always just I like Fremantle I always thought oh you know and and um and again I did enjoy it so a great opportunity came up because I love torts good timing with William starting school and I thought hey you know what I've been here forever maybe it's time just to try something different you know and I so I did and and I was at Notre Dame for two years and I there was a lot I liked about Notre Dame but you know what it sounds pathetic I just missed UWA I felt like oh but I'm a UWA girl I asked for I stay it just felt weird and I remember the the first six months I thought oh a new job it's going to feel weird for six months and then the second semester I was there I got the swine flu that was going around do you remember that Uh, it was (laughs) I've heard of it 2009 yeah it was pretty much like what is happening at the moment mm. so swine flu went round got right into wesley i got it got into my kids school i should say yes second semester was an absolute write off it was terrible went to france for a skiing <laughs> holiday oh my god i'm such a cliche and then came back and then i just thought no you know what i don't think okay it hasn't been a good six months but i just wasn't feeling it look there was no reason not to like it yep. it was small it was lovely it was just different but i think I just missed UWA. I missed that Morton Bay. And then an opportunity to teach torts came up at UWA. And I knew that. And then I rang Bill Ford, who was the dean. I said, oh, can I teach torts at UWA? And he was like, so I went back to UWA. And I've been there ever since, and 10 years ago. Yes, a lot. it has. So I was, started back as a lecturer, now a senior lecturer. Not Hashtag title, promotion. But, yeah. nah, not into the promotion, but, you know, the titles, but, you know. Yeah, I, I was promoted. 
And yes, I have the, the very fabulous title uh, called The Director of Disruption. That is a Natalie Skeed uh, idea. She has many, many good ideas, our uh, fabulous dean of the law school. Um, and that's sort of looking into, yeah, the tech. So um, developing tech, tech units that enable students. So we have a unit called Legal Aptitude where we uh, match students up with not-for-profits. And this year, for the first time, we're matching them up with corporations as well. And they're developing their app creation skills. We're working with a, an organisation called Checkbox. Uh, and so that's a terrific unit. And I have um, it's not just me who does that. I have... There's other young, bright things who are much more tech savvy than I am who work with me on that unit. Um, we also do hackathons. Um, we've run a couple of in-person hackathons with the uh, legal forecast. We uh, had a team uh, with the global legal hackathon online this year. So we do lots of sort of interesting things. Again, part of the role is ah, we, use, we think about tech in teaching and it's like, whoom, enter pandemic. And then everyone's into tech in teaching. So, um, yeah, so it's, but it's, so it's evolved really into more thinking of ways that we can enable students to feel they can go out into the new or the, the legal profession that is and will be um, and actually have skills to contribute, I think. And that's where you are now. Yeah. All appearances are that you're loving it. Yeah. There's been a wide and varied journey to get there. Yeah. Um, which seems to be... Amazing upon reflection at different times in the moment. Yeah. I'm sure it was but scary. Again, and... No, but what, yes, but once again, it's like Nat Skeed said to me, hey, I've got an idea. Do you want to do this? And I go, yeah. <laughs> so it's, is it being, there's there's an element of luck, yep. but I guess there's also, an, there's an element of working with great people who then, and now I have to say, Natalie is one of those people who is able to work out what someone will be good at and place them accordingly and give people opportunities according to, skills she's really good at that and so it's it's her being in charge it's her having an idea it's her thinking oh, i know who would be good at that um so there's luck there's opportunity there's there's just trying to get on and do a good job um that then create opportunities for yourself but there's a magic source isn't there of, of like a synergy we're all that, coming together yeah at the right, at the time. right time and and so i i'm a big believer in that because it's just been so great and I, I and I look I do say that to students and I know they don't believe me because they're 22 and 23 and you you haven't had the experience yet to know that actually that's how it works and that if you actually tune in and follow your instincts you can't really go wrong and yes there'll be things that don't go look there's things you can't control and there's things that don't go according to plan and I think I have to also acknowledge that I have had a pretty lucky life as well do you know what I mean like I've had nice parents they're still you know they're still alive I've been safe I've been you know I've never been through a I've never been a victim of a crime I've I'm you know I'm I'm an immigrant but no one's ever said to me oh go back to where you came you know what I mean I've never been on the receiving end of racial injustice or so I, I, there's a there's an element of privilege that underpins what I'm saying and I am conscious of that so I don't want to I don't want to underplay that or because luck is or luck is also privilege. But yeah, but but let it, things have come to me. Um, but I'm sure there's a whole heap of things that don't come to me. But I, I'm a big believer in equal opportunity before the law. You know, you might not get the outcome that you like, but that everyone should have an equal opportunity, and that relates to access. I think that's why we need such a diverse bench. Um, I think that's why what the Attorney-General is doing, which is actively promoting 
Uh, we've got a gender balance where, you know, he's, he's appointed the first Indigenous district court judge. That sort of stuff is so important because if people go before the courts and don't see themselves reflected back, that's exclusion. You know, yes. I, I just think that... So it's access. It's feeling that everyone will have an equal chance to put their case forward before the law. Um, yeah, and, 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 and access. Like, let's fund community legal centres till they just don't know what to do with all the money they're getting. That would be a great sort of first step. Yeah. Kate Offer, thank you for joining us. This will be, oh, this no is... doubt, the longest we ever Oh, do, my God. What fun we have had. Oh, what fun. I'm sorry, I always go on. I could go on. I do. <laughs> we'll certainly have you back. Oh, thanks. It was so much fun. See ya. <laughs>